Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or a psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly recommended. People's lives follow many different paths, with twists and turns and choices never planned nor expected. In life, temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness can lead a good person to a mistake that they just can't take back. When they are facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. In this podcast, you will hear stories of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Welcome to Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. My name is Rebecca, and welcome to those who may be new to the podcast. I really hope everybody had a great Easter last Sunday, if you celebrate. We pretty much kept it a lazy day. No special dinners, no family visits, because the day before we had taken a trip halfway across Washington to look at some potential property for considering relocating. That takes a lot of emotion. And then when you're driving, you just get tired. So basically, it was just a pajama day. Today, we're going to go ahead and get started on a new story. This is a story about Marie. And I let her know that I was coming up on getting this recorded. And she kind of had a nervous reaction to it. But Hopefully, when she hears it, it'll help her come to terms with things that are what they are currently, and uh, it will be helpful. Again, her name is Marie. It is spelled M-A-R-E. So any of you who are so great and notice typos or anything like that, it is intentionally spelled M-A-R-E. And let's go ahead and get started with her story. I was raised in a Christian household where my husband was raised as Catholic. My upbringing was more strict than my husband's. My childhood was okay growing up. I did, however, experience some emotional and physical abuse from my mom, but I have since moved past that. My mother and I have a pretty good relationship at the moment. We talk at least once, if not several times a day. She's a wonderful grandmother to our children as well. One thing I believe that plays a part in me sticking around in my marriage is the fact that my parents continued to stay married even though they should have divorced a very long time ago. Actually, my husband feels the same way as his parents although never married to one another, should have separated many years ago. They have been together for 40 years. I waited to lose my virginity. I was 23 or 24 the first time I had sex. Being raised in a very strong Christian household, I was told to wait until I was married to have sex. I honestly probably should have waited until marriage, But I don't have any regrets in regards to that. Emotionally, I was fine. 
I didn't date at all when I was in high school. I was homeschooled, but I wasn't sheltered. Being homeschooled for high school was my own decision because I was unable to attend the private school that I wanted to attend. So, dating, sex, all that good stuff didn't come until I was in college. In terms of my sex life prior to marriage, I wouldn't say that I was conservative, but I wasn't really promiscuous either. I did have a couple of boyfriends before my husband, and even though I had broken up with them, I would always find myself back having sex with them. Not during the time I was with my husband, though. I've never cheated before. I did have a couple of one-night stands prior to meeting my husband, and one of them led to a consistent booty call for a couple of months. My husband? Well, we met in a bar in 2006. Our relationship happened really fast. Within a month, we were engaged in moving in together. However, we waited three years before we finally tied the knot. My husband made me feel great, like I was number one in his life, his best friend. We used to be so in love. He would do anything for me and our family. We are both from families that value commitment, long-term commitment. The first few years were good. We had some issues, but we were determined to work through them. Communication was the key. We loved each other and wanted children. We wanted to do better than our parents. Neither set of our parents were great role models when it came to a healthy relationship, but no marriage is perfect, right? Yet we were determined to do better, communicate better, and support one another. You know, all that good stuff. My husband really wanted to start a family within the first couple of years of being together, but I wanted to wait until after we were married and settled. We also decided to move from our home state to a state where we virtually knew no one, somewhere more affordable. After our wedding, we decided to actively try to get pregnant. A few months went by when I decided to go see an OBGYN. It was then that I learned I had PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. I had suspected I was suffering from it based on my own online research and symptoms. Having sex constantly, as in almost every day and not getting pregnant was definitely a red flag. My doctor referred me to a specialist for testing and planned to get pregnant. My husband was supportive and on board with anything we had to do. After a couple of Clomid cycles and ectopic pregnancies, I was able to get pregnant naturally. Shortly after having our baby, I came across some emails between my husband and a co-worker. Actually, inappropriate emails between several women. I sent an email to each one in hopes of finding out the details and background story. I confronted my husband. He denied anything happening. He said the emails meant nothing. However, the replies from all of these women said otherwise. We argued and he kept apologizing for doing nothing. I eventually let it go. But it was always in the back of my mind and with no one to confide in, that was all I was left with. I was even too embarrassed to even tell my closest friend back home. A few years passed and we've settled into a new house. 
My husband asks me to take time from work or stay home. Our son was still young, and my husband loved the idea of me being a stay-at-home mom, even though I wasn't fond of the idea. But I hesitantly agreed. During this time, I became restless. Our son was in preschool, and all I did was cook, clean, run errands, and go to the gym. All of that bored me. All of my friends were working and having adult conversations while my husband and I started to grow apart. He would come home, eat, and play his video games. I would put our son to bed early in hopes of some romance and fun, but that started dwindling. At first, I thought it was me. I felt it was time that I took my health into my own hands. We wanted more kids, so why not change my diet and try to lose weight? He thought I was fine and didn't need to change. But anyone who is familiar with PCOS knows that sometimes weight can play a part in not being able to get pregnant. My doctor didn't see an issue either, but felt it was a good idea that I lose a little bit to see if it did make a difference or not. I managed to get smaller than when we first met. Even though it made me extremely happy, I felt like he didn't care for it. Nothing changed. After spending about 10 months at home, I decided to go back to work. My husband supported me and I found a job in no time, but we were at a standstill though when it came to our relationship, barely having sex or even making love. I was always the one asking for it. He seldom initiated it. It wasn't always like this. We went from having sex every day to maybe a few times a month. I started to track our activity when we were trying to have our son and it just became a habit for me, even to this day. My husband, he loves video games and so do I to a certain extent. Though, never has it curbed my desire for intimacy. I always still want a kiss and a hug. That snuggle time we used to have. I do desperately miss that. For some reason, this changed, and I didn't know why. I suggested counseling on numerous occasions. But he didn't feel that it would help us. I've felt like my husband has been cheating off and on for years now. And while I have no concrete proof that he's physically cheated, I know he's cheated emotionally. In the summer of 2019, I came across some messages and photos of naked women. When I confronted him about it, he said he didn't meet up with them at all. He apologized and suggested counseling. Keep in mind, I've been wanting us to attend counseling for years, but he's been brushing it off. So of course I agree, but it was rocky from the start. We started counseling in August of 2019 and wrapped up just shortly after November of 2019. Things seemed to be going well and we were communicating better. Well, so I thought. On Christmas Eve 2019, we were at my parents' house when I noticed my son and husband fell asleep while watching videos on his phone. I went to turn it off and noticed several messages from a messaging app that I had never seen before. 
I opened it, and I saw that my husband was yet talking to multiple women. I decided to message them and wish them all a Merry Christmas from his wife. A few of them were shocked, while others didn't seem to care or believe it. Who knows? The next morning, Christmas morning that is, I brought it up to him. He had an attitude for God knows what reason. Opening presents with my family was awkward to say the least. He apologized later on, but the damage was done. I pondered filing for divorce and what I would tell our then six-year-old son. It was heartbreaking. A few months prior, a friend told me to think long and hard about divorce because it was hard emotionally and financially. He suggested we stick with counseling, but little did he know my heart was already in pieces. I was on a road that I wasn't prepared for. Now, throw in a close friend. We worked together. She and I became good friends, best friends for that. In previous months, she told me about another co-worker who works out of one of the offices in a different state. I listened to her daily stories as a distraction from my own problems. By the way, I had never mentioned to her about any of my marital issues going on. Anyway, she started showing me photos of the out-of-state co-worker and mentioned that he's married. I quickly told her that he wasn't my type, jokingly, and the fact that he was married definite no-no, but I was not there to judge. They texted daily and chatted. He came into town at one point for work, but they didn't have a chance to meet. She was expecting him to be a booty call. He ended up not speaking to her much more after going back home from his trip. Late January 2020, I was sick at home when I received a LinkedIn request. I looked, and it was the co-worker that my friend had been talking to. I accepted, not thinking much of it. Not long afterwards, he started messaging me. Nothing crazy, just asking about what I do in my position, etc. The next day, I casually mentioned to my friend that he was messaging me. Her demeanor changed, and it seemed to bother her. When I asked her about it, she said that she felt kind of jealous and didn't understand why. I told her that I didn't care for talking to him, especially if it was going to be bothering her. We had only exchanged a few messages, so it's not like I cared or anything like that. I told her I wouldn't talk to him anymore. I guess she brought it up to him and told him that it bothered her. He stopped messaging me, at least for a few weeks. This time he called into work, and I just happened to answer his call. So I thought... He told me later on that he had called my extension on purpose. I didn't know that, and I transferred him to my friend. He later sent me a message on LinkedIn, and we began chatting again. He sent me his number to continue talking. We spoke for about an hour, and he sort of gave me a rundown about himself. I told him a little about myself. He had also mentioned that my friend asked him not to speak with me because she felt some type of way, but didn't know why. Jealous, I suppose, even though she thought it would only be a booty call. She must have developed slight feelings for him. That's when he told me that he was just talking to her as a friend. He didn't want anything more than that. She implied she wanted more. 
but he said that she's definitely not his type. I laughed and asked, well, what is his type? He said that I was his type, along with his wife. A little taken aback by that, I just came out and asked what he was looking for. I know he didn't just decide to add me on LinkedIn out of the blue. I know it happens, but the fact that he knew my friend made it suspicious. I was right, though. He said my friend would mention my name occasionally, and he decided to look me up. We continued to text and talk from the time we left our houses and throughout the day. He confessed to having cheated before and being caught. He told me why and such. I told him I had never done anything like this before. I wasn't even looking for anything more than a friendship. I have plenty of friends, some who are males and give me great advice on my relationship, but never once had I ever fallen for them in any way, shape, or form. But in just a few short weeks, I found myself falling for this man, a married man on top of that, and me being married as well. A year prior, you could not tell me that this would have ever happened. I just wouldn't have believed it, but it did. Not to mention the fact that a close friend of mine was starting to have feelings for this man even though they stopped speaking prior to all of this. He kind of left her hanging, but eventually he sent her a text and lied to her saying that his wife found out about his spare phone and saw the messages so he was no longer going to speak to my friend again. She was upset, not so much at him, but the fact that his wife was going through his stuff. Kind of funny, you know? Now, here I was in this crazy scenario, not knowing what to do about these feelings I was having. One of my friends who knew I had been having marital issues asked again where my heart was. I told him my heart has been broken into pieces. It shattered and I didn't know what to do. There was no more trust, there was no more love. I had told my husband in the summer of 2019 that I was no longer in love with him, but he didn't listen. He didn't care, apparently. He told me that he would make me fall back in love with him, but that is yet to happen. Counseling also failed to help. As the months went by, we started talking more, and soon he was scheduled to come out this way for a work trip. We decided to meet up. I was so scared to meet him and afraid of what might happen. I mean, I knew what would happen, and it freaked me out. Was I going to end up on 2020 or some crazy show like that? Meeting up with a stranger, so to speak? I texted my best friend who I've been talking to about this and she knew exactly where I was going to be and what time. I even had my location on for her. Now, what did she have to say about all this? She supported it, actually. She's known about the issues my husband and I had been having. I finally broke down and told her the previous summer. She was definitely on board with everything. She said she didn't blame me for what I was doing. She would do the same thing as well. It seemed like she'd rather me do that, have an affair, than get a divorce. He and I decided to meet at the hotel where he would be staying. When I walked in, I was literally shaking. He gave me the biggest hug and just made me feel so safe with him. The first time we had sex was scary and nerve-wracking for me, but it was also one of the most sensual times I'd had in a very long time. He made me feel special. 
He made me feel so amazing I didn't want it to end. Our orgasms were amazing, mind-blowing. It had been a long time since I'd ever felt that way. I was sad when it had to come to an end. I left later on to go back home, but I wanted more. We met up again for one more time before he left to go back home. He told me that he wanted to continue this. He said for him it wasn't just a booty call or anything like that. He said he felt a connection emotionally with me and not just physically. Something he was looking for was someone that he could connect with. Something that he wasn't getting from his wife because of all the issues they had been having. And although he cheated before, he said this definitely was not like the other times. Before, it was just about sex for him, whereas this time it was more than that. Do I believe it? Not really, but he is a welcome distraction at this point. Basically, like a relationship, but unfortunately, neither one of us have plans to leave our spouses. He said in the beginning that he wasn't going to leave his wife, and I also said the same thing. I was not planning on leaving my husband, at least not yet, and definitely not for someone who I could not be with 100% of the time. We both agreed to continue this as is, and knowing that this is all it would ever be. Eventually, we started to fall in love with each other. He was the first to say it, and I did notice it a few times, but I just didn't respond to it. I didn't know how to respond to it, and that tends to be how I am when people tell me they love me. I did it with my husband, and I did it with my ex, so this is kind of my reaction until it sinks in. So, there it is, my story. I've been in this crazy relationship type thing for about a year and a half now, and I have very strong feelings for this other man. I wish I didn't. I wish they were for my husband. Now, after all of this, my husband decides that he wants to get things back on track and be all over me, so to speak. He checked out and apparently he's checked back in. But I've checked out and unfortunately for him, I haven't checked back in. At this point, he's a complete turnoff to me. His temper tantrums go from 0 to 100 in less than 5 seconds, and his attitude is just a huge turnoff for me. And long before this, he started drinking more. Another turnoff. Over the past couple of years, both his family and I have told him that his drinking is out of control. In fact, it's exactly like his father's. He doesn't know when to stop. He doesn't know his limit. His drinking isn't constant, but at times it can be. He can be either overly sweet or mean. You never know which personality you're going to get. Despite all this, he expects me to be all lovey-dovey and over him, but I can't just be like that. He still doesn't get it. He broke my fucking heart into a million pieces so bad that I don't even know how to get back to where we used to be. As I sit here, I'm crying, tears falling down my face as I type the story because I'm just so sickened. I'm saddened by all of this and I don't know what to do. This is the hardest thing I've ever gone through in my entire life and I don't wish this upon anyone. I wish it was so easy to leave, but it's not. We have children. 
We try not to allow them to see any of our arguments, but it's tough at times. For the most part, we keep them very shielded from our issues. I just don't know what to do at this point. I'm not attracted to him sexually. That's actually the worst part in our relationship right now, the sex. I'm not physically turned on by him. It is so difficult at times. I can't even fake it. I can't even fake being turned on. But if I start to talk to my boyfriend, I get extremely turned on, physically and emotionally. He's just so caring and sweet and attentive to me. Things that I so badly want for my husband, but I don't get from him. Even after doing the counseling, my husband still doesn't get it. He doesn't get the fact that it's not so easy to move forward, and even if I forgive him, it's still not easy. I'm still being held back, and I think it's because he just will not come out and admit to what he's done. For the most part, he's in denial and will say nothing has ever happened. That he was just talking, but was stupid for doing so. I think it's crazy because a few months ago, I found yet another app on his phone. He was texting all these women from a fake number. I confronted several of them. Some of them got upset with me, which is fine. You know, I get it. I was just asking if they'd fucked my husband. Another lady said that she used to work with him, but that she was not seeing him or anything like that. She said that they were just strictly friends, and according to her, they were best friends. That is so ironic, because I literally tell my husband about all my friends, male or female. I do have a few guy friends that I'm close with, but it's strictly and purely friendship. My husband knows about my friends. However, this one lady... He has never mentioned her to me, not even brought up her name or the fact that he worked with someone that he was becoming friends with. Nothing like that. So, of course, I was taken aback by all of this. She and I spoke on the phone and I recorded the whole conversation. I was so blown away by any of that. I was like, you have to be fucking kidding me. And she was also in shock as well. She didn't know that he was married with kids. She said she had had a boyfriend and he knew all about him. She even claimed he was even helping her with problems they had. Her and I talked for a while and then we started texting. She still could not believe any of this, the fact that he was married with kids. They worked together for about six months or so. He knew all about her stuff, but apparently she didn't know much about him. I don't care that he had a female friend. What I cared about is the fact that he would lie about who his friends were, and I never met them. He has met my friends, and I would talk to him about them all the time. He always knew who my friends were, male and female. When I confronted him about this last set of women and about the one he worked with, he claimed nothing was going on and nothing had ever happened. He also claimed that he wasn't as close to this lady as she claimed they were. I told him I thought it was a little ironic that she would make any of this stuff up. I told him that no one is going to believe his bullshit. Not even his own family believes him. At one point I was speaking with his brother about all of this. His brother told me that in the past he spoke to him about things like this and told him not to mess up his marriage. But now what about me? Here, I am no better than he is in doing the same thing. Over the years, I have come to believe that some women don't cheat just to cheat, and it's not about sex for them. 
It's about an emotional connection. It's about feeling the need, the want from somebody because we're not getting it from our partners the way we feel we should be getting it. There is a disconnect and when an affair happens, it stems from that disconnection. We may not go seeking it, but when it appears, we may not turn it away. In my case, I definitely did not turn this away. I want to work on my marriage, but now my husband's actions completely turn me off. I've thought about divorce more than ever, and he knows it. At times, he tells me to do whatever I need to do, but other times, he tells me to give him another chance. I used to be so judgmental of others who cheated, but now that I've done it, I look at things differently. Circumstances that lead up to it are different for everyone. No one can say anything until they've been in those shoes. I truly feel sick that things have led to this. I'm open to any suggestions. Obviously, I know I need to break it off, but it's not that easy, though. We do talk every day, but only see each other a few times a year. It's an emotional connection that we share. That's what I will miss. Even now, I try to engage with my husband. I text and call him frequently throughout the day, only to be met by very brief, short responses. At home, it's nearly the same unless we're discussing the children or family issues. I miss my best friend. I miss the silliness and fun times we used to have. I don't even want to go out or do anything special anymore. Sometimes I dread it because I never know if alcohol will ruin our time out or not. It's like being in eggshells most of the time. If it's not about drinking, video games, gambling, yeah, that's one of his favorite hobbies too, or sports, I might as well take the back seat. I can't tell you how many times he spent hundreds of dollars at the bar gambling our bill money away. Then he lies about it. But I know that when I check our bank account and see an ATM withdrawal, it's for the bar or to gamble. He'll tell me that he's taking money out to buy me something, yet he comes home empty-handed. Months go by and still no special present. His priorities are slightly out of order. If I could go back and do things differently, I would. But then again, I don't even know how I would. I feel weak and helpless. Thank you so much, Marie, for sending this in. There's a lot of complexities happening here, it sounds like. And a lot has happened in just these last few years, really. Infidelity aside, I, I, I really think that there's a lot of other issues that are going on here with him. And I don't know, but from just how you've explained it to me, he has so many dependency issues. With the alcohol being a big one, gambling, oh yeah. Maybe he feels the constant need to feel um, noticed or important or sexual or something. And that's why he carries on these conversations. It's almost like he can live in a, um, a non, almost a fantasy world, I guess you could say, where he doesn't have to think about all his own problems. He can pretend he's somebody else. But what he doesn't realize is that it's affecting his family and he doesn't want to pull his head out to see this. He doesn't want to ever take accountability for anything he's done. 
and how I read your story is you're taking accountability. You're like, hey, uh, you know, I'm no better. I am having an affair with somebody. And you hit it on the head when you talked about the emotional aspect. Yes, the majority of women have affairs that are more emotional than sexual. The sexual part is kind of the added on at the end. It's the emotional connection that us as women need. We need that validity from our husbands or boyfriends. We need to know that we are super special to them. And in your case, why is he making these women feel super special? And he's not doing that for you when you are the one that is there for him. And I'm sure he has felt the withdrawal. I'm sure he has felt that you're giving up. And you've made it clear to yourself that you're not going to leave your husband for this other man. And I agree that would be a smart move not to do because he's married and you're married. And if you're going to leave, leave for you. Find yourself, fulfill the needs you need to leave. Because if that other man leaves his wife for you, there's a lot of risk there. And as I've said in the past, building a foundation from ashes is never a good starting point. I'm not saying it wouldn't work, but it is definitely a lot of variables. Are you guys going to cheat on each other? You guys have both cheated on your current spouses. Who's to say that wouldn't happen again? And sometimes having that excitement, the risk, the knowing that this person in secret has it for you or, you know, me or what, you know what I'm talking about, us in general, gives us that extra excitement or thrive in our lives that just makes it that much more addictive in a way, you know, because we want those feelings. And even in relationships, just boyfriend, girlfriend type relationships where it's out in the open, I don't know, some of you might be able to relate to where you're like, oh, I wish you wouldn't go home. I wish you wouldn't go home. I wish you'd stay the night. And when things start to change and the relationship starts to grow and you know each other more, you think, I wish you'd go home now. You can go home now. I know you live here, but you can go home now. (laughs) Because as we start living real lives, we start to know each other a lot better than we did when we're doing it through just dating or affairs. But anyway, I am thinking of you. I want to reach out to everybody who's listening. I would love your input. Marie would love your input kind of thoughts on what has happened, emotional affairs that have led to situations like this. If anybody has any thoughts for her, please email them to me and I will make sure to share them with her and I'll share on the podcast as well. Um, on a future episode, but she's asking for any input. So please, let's be supportive. And if you have some thoughts or feelings, let me know. Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. On Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when they uncovered the truth. 
She was not in a position to deal with the emotional turmoil that now completely overwhelmed us as a couple, and herself, and Richard as to whatever the fuck they were to each other. It turned out that she had just that day told him she would meet him in a hotel. Beyond that, she said she could not see anything. His stopping for a cry was his joyous reaction to that prospect. Very soon after his stopping for a cry email, Lisa emailed him to say that I had discovered the affair. He was angry because of the timing. I don't think he believed her. I think he thought she was changing her mind about meeting and lying to him. His mails were a smorgasbord of emotion and confusion. His immediate reply was a list of short questions along the lines of, How did he find out? Did he find out? What is this all about? How come now, of all times, what have you done? Why? To hear bonus stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship and have early access to regular episodes ad-free, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as $3 a month. Thank you for listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. There, you will find story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon, and an opportunity to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story, share feedback about the show, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or mail to Rebecca Adams, P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Each story is taken into careful consideration, read without judgment, and always anonymous. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is written, produced, and edited by me, Rebecca Adams. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye. Goodbye.